Have you ever considered dabbling on YouTube? I certainly have. However, the thing that has stopped me personally has been the time investment. Obviously, there's a lot of benefits for it, and we're going to hear about a lot about those benefits today, especially if you're a coach and you want to use YouTube as an evergreen funnel, you know, sharing your stories, putting lots of great video content out there. We all know it's the best form of marketing is showing your face on camera. However, what do we do about the time sink? There's a lot of time involvement. So... That's what we're going to talk about on today's podcast with my guest. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. All right, all right, so let's jump into my... All right, let's jump into today's guest. My guest today is Jess Moore. She helps coaches hit 10 to 30K consistent months using YouTube as an evergreen funnel. I mean, who wouldn't want that? That's pretty damn awesome, right? And I play the smart-ass devil's advocate and say, what if you don't have enough time? You know, like, we're all busy and stuff. We're going to get to that. But a little bit about Jess. You know, she's helped generate her clients over 2 million bucks using uh, YouTube, and she's also got her own little program that she's going to tell you about towards the episode, but there's lots of good content on today's episode, especially if you're time poor, what to create for for content, and you're going to hear a little bit of her story, and if you're not really sure about if you should jump into YouTube as a coach, you're going to find out exactly why. So without further ado, here's my guest today, Jess Moore. G'day. Hey, this is Jules Dan from Storytelling Secrets. I'm joined by Jess Moore from JessMoore.co. Now, Jess, super, super excited for you to have to, to be on the show today. How's it going? Jules, thank you so much for having me. I could not be more excited to be here. Yep. Really excited. I know you've also got a few Aussie clients, so you're no stranger to, to hearing my accent. I know sometimes I get people <laughs> on the podcast and they're like, oh man, you've got an accent. Like sometimes you have an accent too. You don't realize that, but um. <laughs> but anyways yeah, yeah I actually I lived in Indonesia for a little bit so oh, yeah. I'm super familiar with the Australians I feel like that's kind of like your vacation zone <laughs> did you live in Bali that's where everyone goes I lived in Bali I lived yeah. in Ubud for a little over a year I'm yet to go there actually yeah I, I was like up in the jungle in like a tree house so it was it was an interesting time for sure Sick. did you go surfing and stuff you know, I'm not much of a surfer. I was actually like just starting to build my business. And so I was in Indonesia, but I was really working in co-working spaces the majority of the time I was there. Interesting. All right. Which was well, good. Yeah. Well, this leads into my first question. I'd love to hear a little bit yeah. about your backstory and I'm sure Indonesia intertwines that, or maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. How far should we go back? Well, let's, let, let's see the question. cliff notes. Let, the one, that, the one that, that energizes the audience instead of puts them to sleep, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. So I guess, you know, I think my story started a while ago, right? Like everyone, I've kind of got the rags to riches story where 
I was actually working in door-to-door sales uh, in Texas. Mm -hmm. So I would go out and I would sell these alarm systems door-to-door. And I was like, okay, there has to be something more to life than like me knocking on strangers' doors and selling alarm systems. Even though I was like making good money, I just wasn't happy. And so that ended up leading me onto YouTube. And I started searching for ways to make money online. Yep. And I ended up coming across this guy, Kevin David. And within like the first day of finding his channel, I ended up buying this program uh, on how to start an Amazon business. And long story short, I never ended up starting an Amazon business yep. because I ended up connecting with him and he ended up hiring me on to work on his YouTube channel and behind the scenes of his business. Oh, cool. And that was kind of where I got my, my foundation. And I, I really, I feel really grateful for that opportunity because, you know, he had an eight figure business and I watched mm-hmm. his channel grow from, you know, 50,000 subscribers to 1.2 million. And I was working on the back end of that. Nuts. And so that kind of led me into what, what I wanted to do. And, you know, I eventually ended up quitting that job working with him when I felt like I had kind of learned everything I needed. And yep started my own business. And I think I made a a really big mistake. Maybe it was the mistake is the wrong word, but I ended up starting my YouTube channel in the e-commerce space. And I started building this business, uh, in that area of like, you know, teaching Mm -hmm. people how to drop ship products and my YouTube channel really started to take off. And I ended up like hitting this wall where I realized that I didn't really want to, to do what I was doing. And so while most people would get really excited about the growth, I ended up hitting this, this blockage where I was like, you know what, like I, I'm making money. And, you know, that was when I took off and started traveling and I was doing all of the things right. That I had put on my list. I was, you know, making money online and Mm -hmm. traveling the world. And, and like, I was living in that dream that I had always imagined and I wasn't happy. Right. And so that was like a big wake up call for me. And it ended up you know, leading me to this yoga retreat in Thailand, where I basically quit everything. And I traveled around the world for a few years, kind of ran through my savings. And then I was like, how can I take all of this knowledge, all of these skills that I have and actually turn it into a business that I love, Uh, which is when I landed in Bali, as many do. And I was doing this soul searching and ended up finding uh, coaches. And, and I mean, there's just tons of people in Bali that are nomads. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like I can turn these skills into a business. Uh, and that first, that first year I launched that business and it it took off, made multiple six figures. And since then I've just been scaling up. So that's kind of the story. (laughs) That's, that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm really curious to know what were you doing behind the scenes at Kevin David? Were you a salesperson? I did a mix of things. I technically would have been considered his like assistant, but I was doing everything from building funnels to doing his YouTube SEO. Yep. I was building his webinars and his sales pages. And at the time it was, it was very brutal to be honest. And it was a, it was one of those experiences where I look back and I'm like, Oh, I got so much out of that, but it was, it was really tough. Cause I actually lived with him. And so I would be up wow. like editing That's- his YouTube videos until like 10 PM at night. And then like six in the morning, he would wake up, he would be up, you know, he wasn't up working that late yeah. and he would like have another task for me. And, and I did that for about a year. And, uh, I feel like that was kind of like my, my boot camp online. And, yep. uh, it was, it was really interesting. I learned a ton from it. And, you know, looking back, it was kind of what gave me the foundation 
to actually like be successful at, at what I'm doing now on my own. Well, th- yeah, that's that's really interesting. Uh, I love how hearing everyone's boot camp story. You know, mine started during <laughs> COVID, um, where I hired my coach and then I got my first YouTuber client to write content emails and like, okay. And I was not good at writing emails, but I had a coach who was who yep. was coming along the way. And I remember because it was great not having to send them to the client first or send them to the coach. She's like, <laughs> this is terrible. Start again. I know exactly what you meant. Like you start the day and then you, you do a bit of stuff and then your mentor, so to speak, says, do this, do this, do this. And you like, you just learn so fast. Um, yeah. And that momentum, like is, that whole time, it's like, this is stressful. But at the same time, you're like, man, looking back, that was the best experience. Yep. Yeah, it really was sink or swim with him as well. And he did give me a lot of, of guidance, but you know, I had really no experience with working online when he hired me. So for him to bring me on and have me working on like such huge pieces of his business, I feel like he had a lot of like, a lot of like trust in me or like really just wanted to see me thrive because I can remember him being like, okay, you need to build me out a sales funnel. And I'm like a sales funnel, like what? what? And he's, he's like, go Google it. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it, you know, it was just kind of like this, you know, again, like kind of sink or swim where I would, Mm. you know, do something and then he would be super critical of it. And yeah, it was just really that sent me through the ringers, but you know, Okay. Kind of brought so, me to where I am. <laughs> well, it's awesome. But here's the thing, like sometimes people don't have that, that boot camp, so to speak. They're not fortunate enough to have that mentor. Maybe they don't have the funds mm-hmm. to hire that, that coach to help them get through that initial phase. And it was something that we we're talking about at the start of this, this podcast. And it was the limiting beliefs that affect the way we run a business. So maybe mm-hmm. someone hasn't gone through that experience and they don't have the belief that they can actually do this. So yeah, mm-hmm. curious to know how you might help your clients overachieve, uh, so overcome any of these blocks. Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting is I don't know if I really truly like believed in myself that much when I got started with that. I think I just really was good at getting myself in the right room and providing a lot of value. Uh, and I, I really, truly do believe in mentors, like start, you know, starting off with Kevin, who is my first big mentor. And even now I still have coaches and people that work inside my business and coach me on my mindset and the things I do. And so if you are just getting started uh, and you're still not really like truly believing in yourself, know that like you get good at what you do and, and like making money online is not something that anyone wakes up and is good at. It's something that you, you learn and you, you learn by, you know, having skill sets, right. Mm-hmm. And finding right. mentors that can, and those mentors, they, they really speed it up. And so if you're trying to find someone to work with, or, or maybe you don't even have money to do that, figure out how you can provide value to someone. You know, like the way that I got that mentorship was not by doing anything crazy. It was just by like actually building a genuine connection with Kevin and being like, Hey, how can I help you? And he was trying to find a house in, in San Diego at the time. And so I was like hunting houses for him. He didn't even ask me to do that. And I just started providing value. And I, you know, I think that was, that was what I did right. And I didn't even know that I was doing it at the time. I was just really being a, a resource for someone for free. And that gave me, you know, enough credibility to, to get in the room with him. And, you know, it was kind of off from there. So, so you're saying it's always about providing value. Um, what if someone doesn't, cause here's the thing, like there's some things that are just stopping people from going out there and actually taking action and doing it. 
Um, mm-hmm. And for me, I was feeling so much imposter syndrome when I first started writing these emails. I hadn't gotten a result for a client. I was taking yep. money from people. I'm like, Fuck, like, should I be doing this? Or And it wasn't until I got my first six-figure launch for a client. I'm like, okay, like, let's go. Let's do this. But before that, you know, there was a lot of doubt. And I'm sure that your clients might feel that as well. Like, maybe they haven't got that result and they're, they're hesitant to go out and and do that sort of stuff that you were, you were talking yeah. about, like you're doing with Dave, uh, with with Kevin. So, um, yeah, any any tips or recommendations for someone in that boat? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think you have to realize that everyone starts somewhere. And what I found with my clients and even with myself is that imposter syndrome is actually a sign that you actually give a shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's that you actually care about what you're doing, which is why you have fear around it. And no one can like get you over that bump, but yourself. And sometimes like you have to be your biggest fan or you have to have a coach that's like, you got this, you know what I mean? And you just have to get over that first bump. Like you were saying, you know, you had this big launch and that was when you were like, okay, I can do this. And like, that's really like the moment that you, you actually realize like, oh, I am good at this. And so getting started, I would just say like, trust yourself and, and don't be so hard on yourself. Like realize that this is a journey. It's not a sprint. And it's something that you you're going to get good at it. If you continue to, to do it. Right. Mm. Mm. So sometimes how- it just takes time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I love how you said if, if imposter syndrome is a way of feeling like you actually give a shit about your clients or mm-hmm. even yourself that you feel like, is it, you know, you want integrity in the way you do business and, um, Exactly. If if you are someone listening, like just keep pushing, keep being obsessed. I think that's one of the key things. I'm sure Jess also was experiencing as well. Like you just love this game so much that you're just not necessarily driven by the money, but you're driven by personal achievement as well. And just getting that for yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's so, so key. Um, And speaking of doing things for yourself, you know, I know that there's a lot of shiny objects going around, um, in terms of getting your message out to the world. And uh, we'll talk about mm-hmm. YouTube at the start of this episode. So can you give me a little spiel why you think everyone should stop looking at all their shiny objects and focus on YouTube right now? Yeah, for sure. I, I love this question and I'm a huge believer in YouTube for a couple of different reasons. So when I think about business, I, mm. I'm not necessarily thinking about like what's going to happen in the next like day or two or the next month or six months. I'm thinking about like the next five years of my business and how I want it to really operate. So with everything that's going on in the social media, there's so many people that are getting on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and they're like, this is the way to do it. And I'm not saying that those things don't work. Mm. But what I am saying is that the content platforms and and the social media platforms, they're different. And I think the things that YouTube uh, has going for it is that the content is actually searchable, right? And so if you're doing client acquisition on Instagram or Facebook, or even on TikTok, people are not going onto those platforms and searching for questions or solutions to the problems that they have that you solve. They're only looking for like your name or with TikTok, it's just, you know, random content that's popping up. And so it's really hard to build real authority with those platforms. And I think that's been one of the things that all of these business coaches say, they're like, build real authority with Instagram. And it's like, no one's finding you unless you are getting in front of them in some type of way or 
you're like doing outreach with them. And so it really, it's not working in your favor. And with YouTube, you're actually creating content and people are finding you based off of the content, not off of your name. And so you can actually build that credibility. So the first big key is that it's searchable. Second thing that I see with YouTube is that the content is evergreen. Mm -hmm. And so you know, one of the things that people come to me for is like, they, they often come to me when they're over this like hustle on social media where they have to show up every 24 hours because with Instagram, the, the actual lifetime of the content is 24 hours. With Every story you do, every post you do, it's only on the feed for 24 hours exactly, with Facebook. Yeah. It's five hours, unless it's has really good engagement. And then TikTok is three months. Uh, with YouTube though, when you put a video up, you're actually putting up an asset. Mm. And, you know, I have videos from two years ago that are still bringing me in clients. That's awesome. uh, and it's because pe- new people are still finding them because they're actually ranking on, on the, the platform. Yeah. So that's the second piece. And then I have one more. Yes, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last one is that it's actual video content. And so one of the things you need to really do to get a customer is you need to provide a lot of like, no, like trust, right? People buy from you because you solve their problem and they know you like you and trust you. And with YouTube videos, the medium of the content is long form video content. And that is literally the second best thing to you actually being in the room with someone because they're actually getting a feel for your energy, for your vibe. They're listening to you. You can give a ton of value. And so it increases your engagement and it builds the connection with the client much faster than any other form of content. Yeah. Look, all really compelling reasons. And I've been so close because I spoke about this in my podcast a couple of weeks back <laughs> on my on my personal one is that, look, I've invested so much time into LinkedIn that for me to go mm-hmm. start, ch- ch- not chase. I know that it's not a shiny object because it actually is really beneficial, but you know, like if I was to split my attention going on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on the podcast, would that be serving mm-hmm. me? So how would you handle that? I don't know if it's an objection or a question, but if someone came to you in that exact same boat, what would you say to them? For sure. So I think that there's kind of two levels to business and client acquisition. The first piece is that you need to get clients. Now you need to nurture audience. So I'm not someone that's going to say totally quit what you're doing, but I'm, I'm kind of like, let's build another way that's more passive and more automated for you. And I think with YouTube, a lot of people think that YouTube is going to like take over their life. It's this like huge, crazy thing. That's going to be like so time consuming. And I think if you're just getting started and you're trying to figure it out on your own, it might be kind of time consuming, Mm. but if you have a simple system and you're outsourcing your edits to a virtual assistant in the Philippines for $3 an hour or something like that, you know, you can get your... Oh, yeah, I've been finding some expensive ass <laughs> editors there. Yeah, yeah, because then you can you can outsource the piece that really is time consuming, yeah. and you you know you can just focus on providing value uh, and talking about the things you're already talking about. Like for someone like you, you have all of these ideas with your podcast that you're constantly jumping on and and you're talking about already. So for you to turn on your camera and film a video and not edit it and not do anything, send out that piece to someone else, it's not going to take you very much time. And Mm. well, maybe one video a week doesn't make a big difference over the next three months or six months, over the next 12 to 24 months. If once the channel gets traction, it will totally change the way that your business works and you'll have a more passive flow of traffic. That's really what it is. It's just traffic. 
Yeah. Well, I, I guess the next question I'm, I'm bringing up is because these are all objections that I have, and I'm, I'm sure that as someone in the audience might be feeling them as well. I'm sure you love answering these because you get these yeah, like, on a sure. daily. And so um, if I was to start doing a YouTube channel, one of the fears I have is that I'm going to attract a lot of beginners, a bit of newbies who, who want to learn how to first set up their own email list or how to do your first story-based email. Um, but I don't want you really want to attract those people to me, right? And a lot of the bigger email, let's just say email copywriters on YouTube, the biggest ones like Alex Cantoni or something like that. She's got 80,000. She solely works with people who are beginners. So mm-hmm. the main question is, if, if it's not like a super popular niche and you don't want to attract beginners, you know, what would your suggestion be? So I guess my first question for you with that would be more about what your actual offer mm. is. And like, do you work with like higher end clients and are you just working with clients? Do you not have any type of course or like done for you offer? Well, they've already got a list, let's say between like one and 5,000 and they've already tried doing stuff themselves. Um, and maybe it's just an mm-hmm. assumption that people who are going to YouTube are more beginners. And that's why I'm, I'm playing out this, this in my head. Yeah, I think, I think there's a mix of people. I mean, I would, you know, be lying if I said that it, there isn't a big group of beginners that are out there on YouTube. Cause I think that a lot of people do go on there to actually really yeah. like try to get the basics. Um, but also like I go onto YouTube and, you know, I watch Sam Ovens content all the time. And I think you, you probably know Sam Ovens. He's, he's a Kiwi, he's a Kiwi. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, that's not his main form of, of, you know, lead generation, but he has a massive library. And like, for someone like me, like that built a lot of trust uh, in me. So I think, you know, there's two aspects of YouTube. There's one that's like the actual piece that is searchable, but Mm. also it's a massive asset and and way to nurture your current audience, regardless of who that is. And that is like, the fact is, are there beginners? Yes. Are there experts on there? Yes. It's just what type of content are you putting out? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. So we've got time. We've got um, belief in that we can actually serve the audience. Is there anything else that you might think that might be stopping someone from getting onto YouTube if they're already, say, like an established coach, consultant, or course creator? Hmm. I think the the big things that I hear are that they think it's going to be super time consuming. It's going to be like overwhelming, which it just isn't. It just isn't. If you have a system and you're outsourcing your edits. Uh, And then I get this aspect of like, you know, I'm not good on camera and I don't know. I don't think anyone starts out and is like good on camera. Like I definitely wasn't. And it's just like, you know, getting clients and like client acquisition, learning how to be good on camera is a skill that you develop over Mm. time. Mm, it's not something that's natural and i think people think that like being a youtuber is like that you have to be like this entertainer and i think there's a difference between like being a a youtuber that's pure entertainment and like trying to provide value because you look at some of the like the gurus or you know these these really large businesses uh like in all these different niches i mean I, i look at like the dating space dating space and like matthew hussey massive audience and like all built on YouTube. Uh, And there's just tons of them that I could name off in all these different niches that have built their entire authority for their business online. And no one starts off like 
good with that kind of stuff. It's yeah. something they developed and they stuck to and they got good with over time. So you're saying that if you want to get started, don't worry about being that extroverted vlogger who, who's trying to entertain people every second of the way. Just show up with your expertise and your knowledge and at the start, just focus on providing value. When your journey progresses, then that's when your confidence builds. Maybe you can experiment in different ways you present. And that's when, you know, like what you just said, people blow up. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you nailed that. And I think a big piece of it, honestly, is, is just the value, you know, like think about yourself going onto YouTube. Like no one likes to like go on trying to get a problem solved and like watch some like person talking about the weather and like their day or like jumping around, like they're looking for an answer to their problem. And I think that is really like the opportunity that it presents. It's, you know, it's a search engine. It's just like Google. Yeah. You know? We could definitely do a full episode another time on <laughs> on how to find the right ideas for content because I'm sure so many people would be creating what they think is good content, but it's not searchable content. Um, mm-hmm. But we, we, we are strapped for time. Um, I, I know that everyone's got a, a short attention span, but I do want to ask you a few personal questions, if that's okay, Jess. Um, sure. what's, what's What's your focus on the next six to 12 months inside your business? What's your vision? Yeah, so... Yeah. So my, my big focus right now is actually my YouTube for coaches program. Uh, I've got about 70 students in it right now. And, and one of the things that I'm really honing in on at this moment is like really perfecting the product and the systems inside of the program so that my students can feel really accountable and like, feel like the program is very digestible uh, and not just, you know, mm. getting set up on YouTube, but also like setting up a completely automated client acquisition strategy with funnels and all in emails might have to bring you in to, to do some stuff. Uh, so that's really my, my big focus right now is on perfecting that product and, and just really scaling up that community. And then I'm actually just jumping back onto YouTube myself. I'm just about to do a relaunch. So it's going to be a big focus. Oh, nice. So you're going from, are you relaunching from the old e-com days to what you're doing right now? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like kind of a big step because I did take that big, big kind of step back and figuring out like what I really wanted to do with my, my life. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, it's exciting. Yeah. I guess there might be a few butterflies being like, what will they think when I tell them I'm not doing this anymore? (laughs) You know, it's so interesting because even though the videos on there around e-commerce, like I still get clients, like I've gotten probably at least a dozen clients from that, which is you know, which has been really interesting, but yeah, I mean, with everything, like, you know, even me being like an, an expert, you know, like I get nervous about that stuff too. Yeah. You know, it's like coming back to that idea of like the things that really mean the most to us are usually the things that we have like imposter syndrome about or are nervous about. Mm. So I think it's just normal. Well, that, that's awesome. How many years ago did you press pause on the channel? It's been a year and a half ago. A year and a half. Okay. So everyone listening, a year and a half yeah. ago, she pressed pause because she's still getting clients. That's that's awesome. Um, and the last question I want to ask is to 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 hit that goal with getting the products, uh, the systems, and everything lined up so people will actually consume it, your 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 program, and get the results that they want. So everyone's all happy. What's that little thing that you're scared of that you know you need to focus on so that you can achieve that goal? Hmm. I don't know if there's anything that I'm necessarily scared of. Uh, I think one thing that could possibly stop me is like time, right? Like not having enough time. So right Mm -hmm. now I have a booked out business. I have 
18 one-to-one clients. I, you know, my, my group is growing. Uh, and so it's really just finding that, that time and space. I don't know if I'm afraid of it. I really feel like I know what to do. And one of the reasons I've, I've run the program the way I have, you know, I got a good handful of people through and then I, I collect feedback and I really like, I listen to my students. I, you know, I'm, it's not like just some course I have like live Q and a calls with them. Yeah, and I'm yeah. very like interactive in the community. And so now it's just taking that feedback and, and executing on it. And I, I feel pretty confident in it. Okay. Awesome. So that's actually <laughs> a lot of the, 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 an answer I hear a lot back from, from, from like his different guests is that their number one crutch is I don't have the time or bandwidth or team to pull this all off. Um, but we'll manage, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll figure it all out. So we got to figure out how to duplicate ourselves. Exactly. Whoever's at the clone machine, let us know. <laughs> yeah. You got to tell me how you find that $3 video edit. Damn it. Like right. I've been spending too much. <laughs> hey, Jess, where's the best place? Cause we've been talking about your program. Um, you've gotten everyone excited for it. Um, I know you've got a free, free little mini course up and running. Could you tell my audience a little bit about that? Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and leave Jules with a link for you guys so that you can download a free mini course on how to actually get your YouTube channel set up for clients uh, and, and really set it up the right way so that you're kind of rolling off on the right foot. And yeah, you can actually start, start executing on it if it's something you're wanting to do. Perfect. I'm going to leave that in the description and where's the best place to find you online if they want to get to know you better. Yeah, I think the best place to find me would just to be re- to reach out with to me on Instagram and it's at Jess Moore, J-E-S-S-M-O-O-R-E dot C-O. Nice. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets today, Jess. It was really fun chatting with you. Really great. Thanks for having me. Hey, this is Jules here. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. I really appreciate it. So if you want to go check out my guests, freebie, what they spoke about, learn a little bit more about them. Maybe they've got an event they spoke about on the podcast. You're going to find all the information below in the podcast notes. And on top of that, if you really enjoyed the podcast, if you absolutely loved Storytelling Secrets, I'd really appreciate it if you go leave a review on iTunes. It helps get the podcast out to more people and uh, I'd be really, really grateful. On top of that, if you leave a review, a written review, I'd be more than happy to read it out on air. So you're more than welcome to drop a note, say hello to a friend, promote your business, whatever. The mic is yours, so to speak. So other than that, thank you so much for listening. Go leave a review and I'll see you next time on the podcast.